Thank you. Okay. Hi, y'all. <laughs> so, uh, this is uh, the June 12th Board of Adjustment meeting. And I think first I'll go through the housekeeping announcements. Do, do we have Zoom folks? Yes. Okay. All right. So, I'll, I'll go through this. Um, uh, everybody should be aware that in, in addition to normal publications, to the adjoining property owners, newspaper legal notices, and posting the physical site, Zoom video conferencing contact information was published on Route County and planning website and posted to the meeting agendas through the county website. Um, we wanna uh, state that the uh, meeting is also available via call in, into Zoom a link to Zoom is on the agenda. Note that it is important that all commissioners, staff, petitioners, and public microphones be muted unless speaking. Additionally, members of the public should have their video off unless speaking, and staff will assist with managing this feature. Those wishing to speak, please raise your hand, and between staff and myself, we will keep track of those who wish to speak and call upon them to do so. For those who are attending without video, we'll need to interject during a lull in the conversation. Those participating via phone with audio can mute or unmute by pressing star six on their keypad. They can raise their hand by pressing star nine. Those participating via computer or smartphone with video can raise their hand by putting their cursor on the picture or square if there's no video. And near the top where there are three dots, options appear. One of them is raise hand. Any questions? Okay. Who is on Zoom? Jim Ferguson, the guy who sent in the- Yes. Oh, this comment. This guy. Okay. Okay, well, I'll call this, this meeting to order. Uh, and I guess we'll have a, a Sarah will conduct a roll call as soon as she's finished munching. I'll do it, Sarah. Yeah. Brian Fitzgerald, Commissioner. Don Prowan, Commissioner. Jerry Albers, Commissioner. Lionel Krug, Commissioner. Okay. Huh? Board of Adjustment. Okay, uh, at this point, I will make sure that you, I think you already understand. We only have four uh, commissioners tonight. So this meeting, will, uh, as it progresses, you're gonna have to have, a, there's not, it's not a majority as it normally is when we have five commissioners. So it'll have to be, everybody will have to agree uh, on that. And you can postpone this meeting if you wish due to that fact. Uh, okay, great. It's more so if um, when they get to round table, if there's any indication that it may not be, um, uh, everybody is on the same page, um, you could at that point ask for a table in. Any point up to a motion, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just so you're aware. Thank you. Yeah, so you're, you'd have an indication by what we're, how our conversation amongst ourselves goes. Okay. Okay. We're, uh, we've uh, now had our uh, roll call. Um, so, uh, 
we'd like to know and confirm the president presence of the staff. I think it, you know everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, the petitioner, uh, Mr. Noah Steels. Nova Shelsky. Nova Shelsky. Okay, sure. Well, you yes. must get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same problem. Sometimes somebody announces it, it's just like, <laughs> and and uh, we'll note that there are no public attendees at this point, other than who I assume. Okay, I will ask for uh, comments from the public. Um, do we want to approve the last minutes first? Oh, we do have to do that. Well, we're, we'll get down there. Usually okay. we do public comments first. So, um, right. Not related to yeah. the items on the agenda. It's just oh, okay. public comment if somebody. Yeah, um, oh, okay. Yeah, not about not about, about, sorry, not about this. It just would be about anything. Yeah. Okay. So note that there is no comment there. And now we'll move on to approval of minutes. Um, does anybody move we approve as read? Second. Carried. So we're uh, we've approved the minutes. It's been it's been uh, motioned and seconded. Okay. We don't have a cons consent agenda this time, so we don't have to worry about that. So we'll, we'll proceed to the item uh, for consideration. Uh, the way we'll do this, uh, our petitioner will uh, make a presentation uh, to us. Uh, we'll hold on to our questions until he's completed. Um, then staff will proceed to make their presentation to us. And um, we can at that point in time, uh, ask questions of staff. And um, we'll then have questions from our, from the commissioners for either staff or uh, petitioner. Um, and then we'll have comment from the comments from the public at that point. Uh, and uh, then uh, we'll close, we'll close the meeting to the public uh, and we'll begin our roundtable discussion at that point in time. And, um, and then we'll look for a motion uh, on the petition. So we can proceed with, uh, with your presentation. Okay. And if I get off track or off of what you guys did, would you just let me know it's my first time? So um, I talked to Mike when I think I understand it, but my name is Ryan Novoselsky. Um, my wife and I, Becca, and our son moved up to Steamboat about two and a half years ago. Um, we're currently running out in the White Cotton area. We just had our daughter born three and a half months ago, so we're now party four. Um, we purchased this lot in November of 2021. Are you getting any sleep? A little bit. <laughs> Not much, although I can't um, blame it on our daughter. She's a rock star. She's been sleeping good night since like two months. Oh. Uh, more work. Absolutely. Um, we purchased the land in um, November of 2021. It is lot one in Country Green, which is the furthest lot. Um, as you go, if you guys are familiar, you go up the hill and it's at the cul-de-sac, sort of down the, the ski slope to the south. Um, these are just a couple of images that we put together. We purchased the site. I am um, acting as both architect and owner. Um, my wife and I both have degrees in architecture and we're very well-versed and still practicing for the last 16 years. Um, she has since left architectural profession, but we um, got to design the house ourselves. So we're acting on that 
but we knew that there would be challenges with the site. Um, we talked with the HOA, the neighbors, we obviously did our homework, we had the uh, ISP completed, we walked the site 100 times, we felt like we were up for the challenge. Um, one of the biggest challenges with the site is its steepness. It is incredibly steep, um, like Rolex run steep, and so, uh, yeah, so this is a gradient that shows um, 80, 90%, even greater than that at the top. The issue or the reason that we're asking for variance more than anything else is not necessarily architecturally speaking for some grand gesture, it's more functionality. Um, as you start going down the road, the side is dropping so steep that it essentially creates a wedge. And so the further we can pull the house and the building footprint north and to the west, it gives us the driveway runout and keeps it tucked up against the hill. Um, so that was sort of a function of logic. I did study the site in about 60, 80, 100 different ways, trying to figure out if this could work, that could work, how to get it to fit within and constraints in terms of infill, exfill, crazy San Francisco looking driveways, et cetera, were all problematic. So we landed on the site that Michael sort of take you through. Uh, yep, that's the site placement, which um, with the cul-de-sac shown on the end of country green there, we are pushing further away from our neighbors. And as we're getting any closer to the road, as you saw in the rendering, we're still so far down that this isn't an issue of obstruction of view lines, or you know, if you actually pull up and then notice the house, except when you look down the driveway. So we felt that it was respectful to our neighbors, is that it didn't create any add any issues designing except for the fact that it is so steep we had to look at this concession to make it work. Um, we submitted for building permit um, Tuesday last week, last week. Um, so it's in to review at this point, um, knowing that we needed this approval for it. Um, what else to let you guys in on? So I'm kind of better with questions. If you guys have any, if I missed anything that you guys typically hear, I'm happy to answer any questions you guys have. Who are your neighbors or who are going to be your neighbors to the north there? Right? Uh, you know, we just met them. They bought the house. Um, what was that? Is, that is that part of that safe subdivision or is that something that is something? Uh, when you say north, do you mean? So if, if I'm looking at the plot plan, going, going, yeah, but above, oh. above you. That is, and I know Michael, you actually have it in your presentation as well, but it is um, agricultural land, I believe. There's no, I don't think it can be buildable, and I don't think it's um, to the west. Are you talking? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. When you yeah. say, I mean, this site plan right here is actually oriented with okay, north it's not, to the okay. Yeah. So it's west. I see the north area now. Okay, so to the it would to be, be to, to the west. west. Yeah, so to, to the west. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's my understanding is not buildable agricultural land. Right now, there's a Macau Road, um, uh, just a dirt road that runs back there for access. But I've never met the owners. Okay. On that site plan, is the top towards the south? Uh, left to south, right is north, up is west, down is east. So it's just 90 degrees clockwise. Run that by me again. Um, so up is west, right is north. Down is east and left is west. So the, the slope kind of goes down into the left, and that's the view of the, the valley. There's a north arrow on the bottom right here. That's, yeah, also, uh, that's not super dark, is it? 
Anyway, if you could flip to the slide that's uh, uh, the drawing of the house shooting down the driveway. That one. Uh, so this this picture on the top left that's looking west, basically. Yeah. It's looking west. Yeah. You can see the cul-de-sac off to the right. Is it looking up Emerald Mountain, so to speak? Somewhat. Emerald Mountain's like off to the right. Actually, I think this is this technically it's Emerald looking, Mountain at this point. I think it's looking towards kind of the pines, isn't it? This is um yeah, they've kind of yeah. Down valley. The land is to your right as we look down the driveway. Correct. Straight past the house. Yeah, it's all it's all this stuff back here. Uh, one of the uh, Mr. Ferguson commented about uh, a road. Uh, is there another road beyond your driveway or above your driveway? I was trying to ascertain where that was in the. Is it on this what he's talking about? This is the current right hand side. This is the current turn. This right here, this is what he's talking about. Okay, uh, this area. He's showing me the, the photograph of the car in it. And Walk me up. <laughs> what he's concerned about is yeah. How is that road used or currently? Uh, it's a dead end private road. Uh, as far as I know, it's the turnaround track. It's actually widening the cul-de-sac this summer. I don't know this for sure. I think it's for fire truck access and just so that everybody has easier access as they pile snow along that side. Is that so, is there actually a cul-de-sac at the end of that, or is it? Yeah, it doesn't. That can't be the survey. It's not real bulbousy. When you kind of drive up there, it just flares out a little bit, and that's why they're going to expand it to the upper right of the screen uphill. But that's the same cul-de-sac that they're referring to in this comment. Is that the, yeah, just to make sure that we're talking about the same thing? Yes. Okay. We'll we'll have the opportunity to ask them too since it's on. Okay. All right. Um, well, yeah. So Ryan gave a good overview, um, and then I'll just explain from staff's side of things of how it, how it fits into our regulations um so i did a little digging on this just because why not and also because it's kind of interesting um the country green subdivision was recorded right when we got zoning it was actually recorded a month after but it was obviously you know went through the whole review process before we had zoning um, and it was under some prior subdivision standards from 1970. Uh, we only used those regulations for two years, and then we got the 1972 regulations, and we've been using those as amended ever since. Um, so not too many, too much development happened in that time, and this just happens to be one of those neighborhoods that was. Um, and so it, those subdivision regulations only gave very basic standards for lot layout, streets, drainage, water supplies, sewage disposal, easements. Um, it had minimum acreage because, um, again, we had no zoning at the time, so these regulations were it. And so there were some minimum lot sizes that were specified in subdivision regulations, and that's all it really said. Um, and so the, the I took this screenshot just because it's kind of interesting. It says the subdivision layout shall result in the creation of lots which are developable and capable of being built on. Um, and that steep land, unstable land, subject to flooding, inadequate drainage, et cetera, um, should be set aside. So. They evidently decided that this lot was buildable. Um, there are no standards or definitions for what constitutes steep or unstable or anything like that. So 
this is the plat that ultimately got recorded and I've got uh, Ryan's lot highlighted in red there so you can just kind of see it's the very the most southwest uh, lot in this subdivision because in this drawing north is to the right as well. Um, and so to give an overview of the site and the context, so we consider this a legally non-conforming lot because it's zoned MRE and it's less than five acres. It's about 2.47. It's not the smallest lot in the subdivision. Um, the smallest one is, I think, around 1.5, um, but it is exceptionally steep. Um, the majority is 30 to 60% slope, some of it up to 100%. Um, there is a flat portion on the south side, and you'll see the uh, slope analysis uh, after this slide, but the, the flattest portion is the southern one-fifth of the lot, um, but unfortunately the access comes from the north, which is the steepest part of the lot. Um, this is the last lot in the subdivision before the road ends, um, and the lot, lot two to the east and lot seven to the north across the street are already built. Um, and then to the west is a 40-acre unplatted parcel, and then Foxview Ranch, which is a 35-acre subdivision, is to the south. Um, so in these pictures here, you can see the house to the east, um, and Mount Werner is probably just off view to the left here, and then this is the same picture. Or same, looking down the street towards the east again, you can see Mount Werner, and you can see the adjacent neighbor has kind of a large um, berm or something between them. So the only two houses from this vantage point are fairly um, hard to see. Um, so getting to the slopes, when, when he initially sent me this, I thought that it was incorrect um, because it's 100% slope. That is one-to-one, -one, and that doesn't mean vertical, that means one-to-one -one rise over run. So that's about a 45 degree angle slope. Um, and so the house would be potentially clustered in this pink area, which is between uh, 40 and 60% slope right here. This is obviously a much easier spot to build on, but um, as the applicant noted, you'd have to do a, um, I don't remember what the street is in San Francisco, but yeah, we have to zigzag all the way down to get there. And I'm not quite sure how that would work. Um, so that's kind of an overview of what how the site is configured. Um, and so these are the variances that he's requesting. Uh, the ones in bold are the actual variances, the ones that are not bolded are not. So for, I split it up into house and retaining wall variances. Um, so for the house, um, it's a variance of 16 feet, four inches uh, to the north and 20 feet, six inches to the west, both out of a 50 foot setback. Um, so the resulting would be 33 feet, eight inches and 29 feet, six inches respectively. And then the retaining wall um, is got a bigger, uh, smaller setback of a 40 foot north encroachment and a 30 foot south, or sorry, 30 foot west question. encroachment. Yeah. I could not determine where the retaining wall was on the the right hand side as you look down the driveway. Is there a retaining wall on the upper side? I yeah. I could see the lower side, but I couldn't. Uh, yeah, and so we did is it next to the garage in or? Yeah, we're not saying as you drive in, the retaining wall basically flares up. Yeah, so it's worst case scenario, which is against the garage. But it's to the right of the garage. Yeah, so as you drive down, it's to the right, which faces the uphill slope and the cul de sac, and then it actually turns back along the east west. Okay. Sorry, they're on the south side uh, on that west face as a state for the back degree. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll have pictures of that as well. So, uh, I think right now our worst case is about 13.6. Um, I, I know in our um, documentation, actually, it, we're still figuring everything out with the uh, exact rate. We just submitted for permit. So, we ended up raising the house just a little bit to keep the driveway steepness as it was shrink the retaining wall up top and then it essentially just affects the downhill landfill. Are you backfilling for the uh, 
the foundation of the house story is it up a little bit or not? No. No, the only well, the, some of the um, on slab elevation. So if the garage, this is the site, and this is where the garage is, you kind of have to bring it up to grade. So we tried to flush it out the best we could. So there is a little bit of fill, but it's basically it's not trucking it in, it's basically digging it from one side, dumping it over the other side. I live up on River Queen and there's a project going on up there that is extremely interesting. They've got the backhoe down in the hole and they can't get it out. I think they're trying to build a road to get out. They're excavating and building all these blocks, the concrete blocks are coming in to, to reinforce it type thing. But it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just up there looking at that. <laughs> it's, it's a, my mailbox is right there. What fun. <laughs> So um, in regards to these standards, what I just want to call out with the retaining walls. So I note that I note that it's a setback variance and a height variance um, for the retaining wall. It's actually technically an either or situation because you could think of it at the, our regulations allow a retaining wall up to four feet within a setback. Um, and that can go all the way up to the property line if it has to. So this is technically a wall that's over four feet that is in the setback. So you could either think of it as a variance to the height of the wall, or you could think of it as a variance to the positioning of a wall over four feet into the setback. It's not really both. Um, the distinction is technically meaningless, but I just wanted to make that clarification that our regulations do allow retaining walls into setbacks, just not when they're this tall. Um, so it's really not three variances all at once, it's either one or two. Um, and then going to the site plan. So the retaining wall that we've been talking about is this kind of purple thing right here. So it's it's basically he's cutting into the slopes um, to position this house and to position the the driveway. And um, what did you say the slope was again on the driveway? Twenty percent. So that's pretty maxed out. I mean, typically the ideal is about ten percent. Um, so even even with this positioning and getting the house as far over to the west as possible to get as long of a driveway as possible to make the slope as minimal as possible, it's still about twice as steep as it ideally would be. Um, and he'll have his leach field kind of down here, away from the house, and the house obviously is right there. And then this red line is the typical fifty foot setbacks. That we would normally assess and keep in mind as well it's a 2.47 acre lot so this building envelope is actually smaller than you would normally expect for a lot in this mre zone district as well um so we've already kind of gone over the home design but this is just it again you can kind of see the side profile here and this is the this is basically the existing grade if you just drew a straight line through it and this is looking at it from the other side uh, the retaining wall is right here and opens up this space for the house to fit um, and then here's some floor plans. Um, it's a typical two-story house, two-car garage. Um, and this is a profile view of the retaining wall. Um, and I do want to point out our regulations require that every single family home have two parking spaces. So potentially you could consider an alternative where, or you could imagine an alternative where there was just no parking to avoid having to do the retaining wall, then that would require variance to parking spaces. Um, and so the applicant has chosen to provide the minimum required parking that our regulations allow. Um, here are some site photos. Um, this is looking from the road. Actually, I think we had already walked down here. This is this is the property to the south. So this is what abuts um, the property to the south. So he's at the edge of the subdivision. So everything south of the property line that goes across here is is kind of open agricultural land. Looking to the north, there's the planning car up there. Um, <laughs> And the house would kind of go over in this western area. This is exhausting to hike back up. Um, here's the side profile, the most interesting picture, I think. 
um, showing how steeply it drops off after the road, and then it starts to level out after that, and then um, go back to that. Where's, yeah. where's the driveway coming down? Then kind of where we're standing. Yeah. It would it would go. Is it is it this yeah. kind of flat area? More or less, kind yeah. of stretch out right there. It's actually coming down the hill and sweeping right between those two brushes where the opening is. And the retaining walls basically where the scrub oak is or whatever the yeah, yeah. kind of back here. So it's not that far from the River Queen setup, is it that? No. They're they're right there for sure. I would uh I have good friends that live right there by that and it's so I go and watch it from their house. <laughs> So um, if if it was to be approved, these are the recommended conditions that we would place on it. Um, all of these are very standard conditions. There's not anything kind of specific to this lot, just basically dealing with the timing and ensuring that the specific plans are what we approve or something that is more conforming, not less. Um, and we'd be requiring a survey to make sure everything's in the right spot and our typical, you know, best management practices and lighting standards. So nothing particularly um, unusual there. Um, do you guys have any questions for me? I think you've done a good job of uh, putting this together for us. Thank you. Uncle, you've uh, read Mr. Ferguson's comment. Mm -hmm. Do you want to comment on his comment? Um, let me take a quick look. So yeah, it's, to me, this sounds like something maybe that Road and Bridge would be interested to hear um, because the planning deals with deals with things within property lines and Road and Bridge deals with, Road and Bridge slash public works, I should say. Um, they deal with things that are within a right-of-way. Um, if the right-of-way is substandard or has safety issues, that's something that they would potentially have some opinion on. I don't know if this road is maintained by them or not. Is it um, the road? It's likely one of those, I mean, it's on the plat, it's dedicated. It's, I, I would imagine it's the same situation where it's publicly dedicated, but privately maintained. Um, do you guys have a, you know about that? I thought it was a private road, and I don't know the distinction there. And I reached out to Road and Bridge about a year ago. I thought they'd confirmed that they don't need to review it. Okay. I could probably figure that out. So it's at least privately maintained. Um, there are a lot of situations in the county, particularly with um, like Steamboat Lake and Stagecoach, which you guys are more familiar with, where a lot of roads go all over the place and they were dedicated and accepted by the Board of County Commissioners, but that does not actually imply any specific level of maintenance or any at all. Um, and so I believe this road falls into that category um, or it's entirely private, but it does show up if we go back to the plat, which I happen to have in here, um, so, so those that's like a dedicated right of way. I don't have the dedication language in front of me, but the fact that the, the lots don't go to the center of the road, that means that it's not just an easement. It's an, it's an actual right of way of some kind. Um, as far as dedication, I'd have to look at the specifications. But anyway, back in regards to the comment, um, because, because planning really only deals with um, within lot issues, um, we view this as a lot that you know, has developability, it, it was platted, it has those rights, even though we probably would not plat this lot today. It's not necessarily the, um, the responsibility of an adjacent landowner to develop their property to catch things that come onto their property, like a vehicle. Obviously, it's something important for us to know about because if that is a safety issue, 
you know, it could influence site design even just on the applicant's level, or it could be something where we say, yeah, maybe road bridge needs to figure out if a guardrail needs to be put in. Um, but again, I don't know if, I don't think they actually maintain it, so it might not be there. Is the house heated by propane? Yes. And do you have an above ground propane tank? That will be very, it's underground. It, it will, well, we don't have it yet, but it will be. Okay. Is that, do we have that on here? Uh, uh, might not make this one, but if you can see, no. Doesn't matter, I'm okay with that. Okay. Basically down slope of the driveway. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's, as far as the comment, I do think it's a potential issue, but I don't think it's one in which it hasn't, like we don't have any regulations that specify how someone must handle a, a right-of-way adjacent to them that is also dangerous. Um, but it is definitely something to keep in mind. Um, we, can, we can certainly forward um, the comment to Rona Bridge so they're aware, is, if they're not already. Is yeah. Mr. Ferguson online? Uh, he is. We haven't opened up public comment yet, but if you'd like to do that. I think it'd be kindly at this part yeah, of the discussion. If you'd like, we can open that up. Let's... <clears throat> So, hi, uh, Jim Ferguson here. Can you hear me? Yes. So, uh, hi, thank you very much. Uh, Jim Ferguson, uh, I own lot 9A, uh, which is just across the street and down one to the, I guess, northeast. I don't have the benefit of looking at all the great uh, graphics that you're looking at, but I heard that's where we are across the street. First, I want to say uh, we, we look, it's a great neighborhood, and we're going to welcome, I, I'm sure, Ryan and Rebecca. Novoselsky to uh, the neighborhood and um, and look forward to that. Um, and secondly, I want to uh, I want to uh, thank Michael because he corresponded with me um, and and answered uh, some of my questions. And I think he's done a great job of thinking about uh, about my question. Um, my understanding, I'll just tell you about the road, is that it's um, it's a completely private road, certainly privately maintained. That it's private. So road and bridge, my guess is, and that's this is not formal, but it's not going to have any any say over over the particular road. But uh, the concern I think has been uh, expressed. The cul-de-sac is important to me in particular in the expansion because before the expansion, what we've seen is a number of trucks in particular increasing. I've owned a lot for the last eleven years, uh, coming into the road and having great difficulty turning around. I think I've also noticed that the truck drivers have become uh, worse <laughs> over time. So they don't really know how to do a three-point turn. Uh, mm -hmm. And so they've been using my driveway. Hence the reason or one of the reasons for the, the HOA has been good enough to expend some funds to expand the, uh, the easement. But my concern is it really is purely safety. I look, I, apl I applied Ryan for developing a plan that certainly is not going to interfere with the use and enjoyment of my property at all or anybody in the neighborhood. I think it's an, an awesome plan, but I have seen uh, vehicles go over the edge and I'm concerned with the, uh, at the cul-de-sac um, that something could slip over the edge and with the, with the, with the relatively tight setback, um, something could go down the hill. Um, I do think it's great that the propane tank is gonna be buried because there was a circumstance where literally a few months before one of our neighbors had moved a propane tank where a, where a car landed um, uh, by the uh, by the road. Now, my neighbors have pointed out that most of those accidents have been the not in this location, and as the result of folks driving too quickly during on icy roads. So, um, different circumstance here in the cul-de-sac. But 
I've seen some pretty poor truck, truck drivers up there over the last 11 years. So it's really just a, just purely a safety point. Um, and I, I thank uh, the board and, and Michael and everyone for at, at least discussing it. Hey, thank you very much. Do you, Jim, do you have any proposal of what, what might be, be reasonable to put in, move the cul-de-sac? Put in some kind of barrier. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out. Well, you know, I don't know. A barrier comes to mind, but I'm concerned that that limits the ability of the vehicles to turn around in the base case because it's pretty limited without going kind of into other property. So, I, you know, I I, I got to say I haven't haven't talked a thought very, you know, in much detail about that particular question. Addressing that, I think, is beyond the purview of this board. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't, yeah, I, I'm just thinking out loud. So you can do that, Jerry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Brian. I will note Rodenbridge didn't have any comments on this application. Um, obviously, we didn't receive this comment until today, so I will be passing it over to them to see if they have any thoughts on um, what any, whoever has the ability to do anything about it, what they can do. So I've shared this with the Homeowners Association, sorry to jump back in, and, and they're aware of it. I think, you know, several of the folks indicate that the other circumstances where folks have gone over the hill have been the result of speeding uh, and, you know, kind of poor driving. So I think there may be some continued discussion about this within the HOA, but thank you. Yeah, well, thank you very much for your interest. And uh, I think it's really important for Ryan to understand uh, where you're coming from on this, and uh, I think uh, it is beyond what we can can uh, do uh, as a, as the uh, board of adjustment. It's out of our purview. But uh, thank you very much for your comments, and I think uh, uh, Ryan appreciates them as well. Any, uh, anything else you'd like to say, Jim? Thank you, Zoll. I don't see him on there. Yeah. Okay. No, nothing else for me. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Thank you. All right. We can continue on then. Um, that's all. Uh, does anybody have any questions for staff at this point? No. Okay. Good job. No more. Thank you. All right. Um, so public, we're going through the public uh, portion of this. Um, so I believe now what we're going to do is close close the hearing to the public, and um, and now let's uh, discuss have our roundtable discussion. Anybody have any anything that they'd like to add at this point? I'm trying to process it like, yeah, based on the, the River Queen example that you and I have looked yeah. at. Uh, are you going to use the uh, Lego type blocks to, to build the rechaining wall? Yeah, the Ready Rock. We are um, currently in the engineering. Our contractor is JSM, um, has a lot of experience with these, and it's Nordic Excavating, who I think they've acquired in the last year or two. Um, they say we do these all over the place, and they're really familiar with the installation requirements. And, 
you said that I want to go check out that side of the Just follow me home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, they, they, I know I had the excavator outside of our contractor on site that talked with the rep out of Fort Collins. I forget exactly where he's from now. Um, and they've all seen the drawings and the site, and they, they're ready to go. So I have one question. What's the jersey that you've got on your jacket? I apologize. I don't know that's much more here, but it's hopefully when you go home tonight. So, yeah. It's an old jersey. That might exclude him right there. I don't know. All right. Well, if we don't have any, does anybody have any anything that they feel badly about? Is there any negativity in your sense of this thing uh, at this point? Just uh, I feel that uh, this is pretty much uh, straightforward. Uh, a, the property needs to be built on. I mean, it's, it deserves being built on. It's a good place. He's looking right down on top of my house. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, from my perspective, it looks like a reasonable thing. So, that's the case. Uh, we would need to have a motion. Do you want to take them one at a time or both at the same time? I think we can probably do our normal thing. Uh, you can take them both take the, Okay. Take the staff recommendation. I'll move that okay. uh, we grant the variances that have been requested. Um, I'll adopt the findings of fact that have been Suggest, suggested by staff. I second. And, and the conditions of approval? Yes. And the conditions of approval? Yes. Uh, yes. Thank you, Sarah. And you, you second, Jerry? Jerry, Jerry, second. So uh, we have a motion. It's been second. Uh, it carries. Congratulations. Well, don't we have to vote? We have to vote. Oh, really? no discussion, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy with Just a question. What are the conditions of approval that we are um, those up there? That's the word of the package. Yeah. Okay. So let's just review them. Okay. So one is that the building has to begin within a year. That's okay. Um, I, I think everybody can read them. I, I had cataract surgery last year. I, I have to get them up on the screen here. And we're used to them. <laughs> yeah. Here they are right here. I'll try again. Hi. <laughs> no reservations. Okay. Vote then, please. I'll vote in favor of it. Okay. Aye. Chair votes aye. Aye. Now, congratulations. <laughs> I was congratulating you too soon. Thank you. Go nuggets. Go Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would be happy to walk you through. <laughs> Just better have money in your pockets to dig that hole and put that retaining all up. Based on what I'd say. Native yeah. excavating's been up there a long time. They look they've done a classic job, but it, it's small. Yeah. No, we've been aware of that as well as hardships that the price of the land aligns. You know, I was joking my wife for about probably 20 years too late to get 
anything practical before years too late. And so we understood the cost of that, but we offset it with pretty simple architecture, things that stack, easy, clean. So. That would be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, that uh, the River Queen project. I have a friend who lives right there, so when I go over and visit him, I always stop by and look. Who's your friend, by the way? Uh, his name is Williamson. Uh, they have a Sunday house. You know, okay, so sure, right. Yeah. They, they have Sunday house. Okay. Do you guys have an address for the house? 1707 is mine, so it's about it's six. It's just come to 1707. It's two more doors to the south. Um, so as far as administrator's report, um, Michael, do you have anything actually in that you anticipate a meeting for? Congratulations. Thank, thank you. you guys so much. Right, very, thank you. Appreciate your job. I haven't seen anything in, but I don't know if you've had any discussions. I don't think, do I have any variances? I don't know. the only one that I've been dealing with lately. Um, there's certainly some people I've rejected soundly their building permits and they probably <laughs> have to get one. So we're more than likely we may not have a July DOA. Oh my like not, not Yeah. So we'll keep you posted on that. Um, we are pretty heavy on the planning commission side, so much so we've had to add um, additional public hearings uh, to accommodate um, some of the current planning projects that we have in along with our code update um, projects and some of the meetings that we have to schedule for that. Um, so um, one of the items you'll see being advertised is for some of our community engagement for the code update project. If you're interested in any of those engagement meetings, um, we're coordinating with consultants on some community events um, for June 28th and June 29th. Um, we're just working out the details, but it's basically to get community feedback on some of the direction of the regulations. Um, this particular module we're working on is um, really focused on uh, solar, our utility scale solar regulations, and then also some of our proposed overlays that we're looking to do for our tier two growth areas. So that would be Stagecoach, West Steamboat, and the areas outside of Hayden. So what those regulations in effect will look like. Um, so we're trying to get some, solicit some feedback on some of that information. So I am working with the team on getting some uh, literature out there and some um, uh, information out on social media, you probably see something in the newspaper, and then you are all automatically on our um, stakeholder group. So you'll be getting updates and informed of that process, as well as through our website. So we have our Navigate Your Route website, which is what we used for the master plan. And since this is related, a piggyback project essentially of that, um, most of our information is going to be updated through that website. So, and that can be found through our um, 
our regular website for the planning department. Um, there'll be links to the Navigate Your Route website on there, which will have all of this fun and you know information for you all. Um, but I'll formally have something for you and I'll send it out. So if you are interested, we'd um, encourage you to participate. There'll be some morning um, daytime events um, in this room actually um, towards the end of the month. There's gonna be something at the Botanica Park um, Wednesday the 28th. And then we're also gonna do a night event again in this room. So there'll be a couple of opportunities. If you're interested, if you really love code, like we do, um, <laughs> um, that information will push up to you. And other than that, that's um, those are the updates I have, unless you have questions. Anybody have anything to say? No. Okay, we probably could have a motion for adjournment. So I'm to adjourn. <laughs> All right. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks so much. Stop the recording. It's the big night. I grew up playing hockey, so I have no interest in basketball. <laughs> Have a great day. Eric, you